When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Seds and Sandals, a PE podcast by the Lancashire Post. This week we'll talk about PE's draw with West Brom, the win over Cheltenham in the Cup, new contracts, injury problems, and we look ahead to the next week's games. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome to Seds and Sandals. My name is Tom Sandals, and with me, as always, is Dave Seddon. Dave, how are we? I'm all right, thank you very much. Yeah. One coffee less, though. Yeah, I just managed to fill <laughs> my coffee just before we started recording, so that's a, a bad start, yeah. eh? Bad Flung start. a Costa coffee over the office and uh, redecorated a chair with it. I know. a full. Uh, it's a large one as well. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it properly. Bye-bye, £3.85. <laughs> uh, well, we're here recording on a Wednesday after uh, a few decent results for North End. We'll get straight into it. We'll start with the, well, chronological order, I suppose, Uh West Brom, mm-hmm. draw at Deepdale. Probably not the best game for neutrals, although I, I did actually quite enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, 1-1, plenty of controversy around the game, but West Brom, high-flying, expected to be right up there at the end of the season, come to Deepdale and couldn't beat the North End. No, decent point, I thought, in the end. It's the old if you'd offered me that before kick-off. Mm. I, you know, I predicted a draw. And I would have taken it. I yeah. said I might have been a bit disappointed had they taken the lead and then conceded. I would have, but, mm. And that is what happened. But, you know, it wasn't as if it was a late equaliser, you know, yeah. late in the game or anything. It was at the end of the first half, wasn't it? But and That was I'd, probably the only disappointment about yeah. it that it was so close to half-time. Yeah, yeah. But overall, yeah, one-all one all draw. West Brom haven't been beaten in the league this season. Mm. They're very up and at you. They're expected to be challenging you know, to get back up to the Premier League. And I think they will be a um, little bit surprised how direct they were. You know, obviously, the guy who was manager at Barnsley, who had a direct style last year, went into West Brom. But sometimes managers do adapt a little bit. But very up and at him, heavy reliance on set, you know, set pieces, long throws, especially corners, packing the six-yard box. So... It'd be interesting how West Brom will go on this season, I think. I just Can they keep that momentum up all season? Have they got players who are better than that sort of upper-matum style almost? You know, when you got you think they've got players like um, Callum Robinson, Diagane, um, Jake Livermore, for example, mm, Matt Phillips. Alex Mower. Yeah, Alex Mower, you know. Um, so, but, you know, let's concentrate a bit more on North End rather than West Brom. And I thought, yeah, decent point, probably, you know, I said I was happy with it. He offered me that before the game, and I think most in the North End dressing room mm-hmm. and the coaching staff would have would have taken a similar view of the report. Yeah, I think that was seemingly the conversation after the game as well, though, in terms of West Brom, that they probably are capable of playing a bit of a better style than they were. It was just kind of lump it forward, run at them, and see what happens. I think PNE were brilliant in terms of how they dealt with it because mm. it, it was literally just attritional. It mm. was we'll chuck a load of balls up there how many can you defend how tired do you get will your concentration slip 
and they stood up to it. Um, aside from obviously the controversial goal, which we'll probably touch on shortly, um, nothing really got past them too much, no. and and that's against, as you say, that they're so. Although they are a very solid side, I think they're so top heavy. The quality they've got up front in terms of who they brought on. So they started with uh, Dean Garner, Phillips, and Hugel. Then brought on Callum Robinson and Carlin Grant, yeah. all of which are top real cho- top end championship players. If not having been signed to Premier League clubs like Hugel had and Diangana was was signed when they were in the Premier League. Robinson's been brought up into the Premier League before, and as uh, Matt Phillips has had a long Premier League career, Carlin Grant was signed from Huddersfield when he was tearing up in the Championship. These are uh, are not these are no mugs yet. Yeah. They just didn't really have a lot in the game. No, if you think, I think the stats were North End had two shots on target, West Brom had three. Mm. Now they're three shots on target. One was a goal, another was um, one that Everson tipped over. Which, looking at the replay again, I'm not sure if it was actually going in or not. So, but he helped it over just in case. And the last one was when Hugo got three in the box right at mm. the end. I wish we'd done better. Yeah, oh, definitely. He just side. It was a tired shot. He, mm. he, he side footed it straight at Daniel Everson. Not quite his game, that though, is it? Yeah. That that sort of one on one cultured more type of finishes. I've seen him score. I've seen yeah. him score him. But you know, um, but there wasn't a lot. And the West Brom manager, in some quotes which have come out since, was a bit critical of North End and other teams who have played against them this season, saying we've not tried to play football against them or we've not come out. And mm. I think the reason North End didn't go and try and play from the back against them was because West, one of West Brom's strengths is the press. Yeah. Now, you don't want to get pressed to death. You don't want to get, sort of, yeah. you, you know... Bypass the press. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, sometimes you have to bypass it. So yeah. they, they went, North End, I thought, on Saturday, were a little more direct mm. than, you know, they might have been, but... It was to bypass, you know, a good system which they've got in place there, getting the better of them, you know, and 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 and, and but suddenly it's no offense fault for not <laughs> yeah. playing as they normally do. I was saying it on the way. I was walking over to the post match, and I, I was saying, to, I think it was George Hodgson, that the the way North End played the board football forward was not aimless. No. There were there were passes forward. It wasn't that. They were just hoofing it forward, get rid and hope for the best. And, Not and that I think, weren't percentage balls. Yeah, exactly. No. And I think that was one criticism that Alex Neal got is that, and I do think at times they were just a bit aimless. It was just mm. lump it up and, yeah. and we'll try and get around it. Whereas, Turn the ball. It was turning the ball. Yeah. Towards the end, wasn't it, when Chad Evans was up there on his Yeah, own or even season. at times yeah. when Maguire was having yeah. to deal mm. with it. I mean, but the thing is, if you watch like sort of even the patterns where the wing back just just rolls one down the line for for a striker who knows to r- make that run, mm-hmm. or um, the left centre half, right centre half that do the same kind of balls. There just seems to be design behind these balls forward. Yeah. It's they're not just lumping it forward, and that's why against West Brom, although it, it was a bit more direct, to me it didn't feel particularly direct from PNE because those are the sort of like rehearsed balls that you see. Normally, anyway, it's kind of into midfield, drop it back to the the uh, wide centre halves, mm. and then they'll play that ball into the channel, and people know to get around it, and it works. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, no complaints on that, you know. So, yeah. well, apart from West Brom's. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll go 
Speaking of complaints, we'll mm. we'll talk about the uh, West Brom goal. Yeah, obviously North End were winning from Ben Whiteman's deflected shot. Yeah, she was going in one corner and ended up going in the other. Yeah, good luck off. with that, Sam Johnston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it came off Kyle Bartley, didn't it? And it, yeah. it does make a goalkeeper look a bit silly. It looks like they're slow getting down to it, but they have to shift. It, you know, it was it was going one side of the goal, got the deflection, and Johnson's having to change his feet and go dive in there, and it just looks like you know an exaggerated dive to stop it. And I remember saying after it went in to you they deserve that because just before it mm. Ajayi mm. put his head towards the ball mm-hmm. I think it was Johnson, Johnson poked it away got absolutely nowhere near him and then he tried to hold his face yeah he was holding his big ne- six foot plus centre off he was knelt on the floor holding his he head doing? fortunately one of the few things the referee got right yeah. on Saturday he saw there was no contact it wasn't even a high boot yeah. from, from Johnson and uh Sort of the ball broke from there, and it was Reese who Emil Reese picked it up, yeah. didn't he? Rolled it into the path of Whiteman who scored. But yeah. West Brom's equaliser just Furlong, first. Furlong's long throw in. Yeah, now that was a weapon all day. Yeah, the, la- the, the lad at the moment is wearing a mask, isn't he? Because he's obviously broken his nose or his cheekbone or whatever, protecting an injury. So he's got the villain, villain look, hasn't he? And the, he, was, he was certainly the villain for North, uh, you know, in, in the North End fans' eyes because. It was a the goal came. It was a long throw in. Unfortunately, it was Andrew Hughes went to try and clear it. Spun off the top of his head, ended up at the far post. And Matt Phillips got the wrong side of Seth Vandenberg. Mm. Probably one of the few times you could criticise Vandenberg this season and got in front of him and headed it down. Headed, and headed, headed made it, it hard for he got a foot to it as well, Everson. To be yeah. fair, so it's just so one or but the throw in from Furlong was taken a good ten yards. <laughs> probably, Plus probably 15. yeah. 15 might be pushing it, but 10's probably being a bit nice, you know, yeah. from where the fr- where it went out. Now, every team steals a few yards at a throw-in, uh, whatever, a free kick, or tries to. But this was absolutely blatant, you mm. know, when it's, it gave such a different angle. He, 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 his throw-in from where, if he'd taken it from where it should have been, it should have been a big diagonal throw sort of over the corner of the box into mm. it. But he ended up taking it level with quite a way into the box, yeah. which... Totally different angle and trajectory. And I wouldn't mind, but mm. the, the man who throws the ball to him is stood in the correct position. Yeah. And Furlong's just stood that line and yeah. kind of goes, um, mm. what are they going to say? They're only yeah. going to say, take it back. So he throws it to him yeah. and then nothing happens. Then, then, then he throws it to Furlong. Furlong then goes and drives the ball yeah. on one of the four towels they've got scattered <laughs> yeah. around the ground. And when he puts the towel back on the advertising hoarding, then he moves another couple of yards yeah. forward, you know, a bit further and like... The, the fans were, like, screaming at it. Now, I know officials aren't meant to react to mm. the fans, but surely there should have been a bit of a warning. Hang on a sec, where did yeah. that ball come out of place? If it wasn't the referee... The linesman on that the side. The assistant was stood there. Why couldn't yeah. he sort of... It was on that side as well. He should yeah. have known when it's gone out because he's got a signal for it. Yeah. So he should know where it goes out. Yeah. I know um, that Daniel Everson, when the whistle went for the half-time, mm. Everson came for a chat, let's put it that way. So I think... As was, did Galley. Yeah, but I think I think one or two Danish expletives were industrial language arranged. And uh, one yeah. last word on West Bromwich Talbion. The uh, Talbion, I like, I you like what that. You've I done there, yeah. No, no, I, I'm not claiming that. That was someone on Twitter replied that to me, and I absolutely loved it. It's the kind of puns I absolutely live for. Who uh, came out? Who was a fan? I'll you? find it. I will yeah. find it. But um, he deserves a medal, definitely, uh, and deserves a mention. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the he could get a job at this place, couldn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you do Puns like that, yeah. Do a better job than us. Yeah. yeah. Um, a shout out to the Invincibles for stealing the towel. Marvellous. 
Stealing might be harsh words, Tom. Removing one. Relocating the towel. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, West Brom, they had four towels around the ground for Furlong to wipe his hands and write the football when he took his long throw. Mm. One was put foolishly in front of the North End fans who were sitting the Invincibles towards the <laughs> cop end of the ground yeah. near the away fans. were a lively bunch at times. Yeah. And when... Uh, when Furlong went to take it well, someone went to take a throw in the second half. The towel wasn't there anymore. No, and it appeared. It, it appeared later on a picture on social media yeah. of, uh, outside the ground. Yeah, it was a cheeky North End hey. fan holding it up like a scarf. So, and, uh, well, well played there, sir. West Bromwich <laughs> even um, they brought on a replaced it. They yeah. did. The kit man came. They were out, that desperate, but it was a red towel. Yeah, the yeah. Three, the, the other three were black towels. Yeah. You know, like no yeah. coal. Colour coordination um, there, but yeah. credit to uh, Paul Bradley for the West Bromwich Talbian line. Big Marvelous. fan of that. Yeah. Big fan of that. Yeah, send your CV in, and we <laughs> yeah. might, you might yeah. end up with a job. Yeah, be, yeah. be considered for sure. Um, but yeah, take a draw, mm. move on to uh, midweek in the cup, and try and continue decent form. Mm. And that's what happened. A four-one win, probably really like a really good first half. Yeah, Cheltenham maybe got themselves back in it or maybe oh, yeah. let back into it by North End depending on how you want to see it um, North End sort of I, don't, I wouldn't say weathered the storm because I don't think it was probably as bad as that but they kind of repelled them mm-hmm. and then got an, another two goals to kind of finish off the game and I think it was sort of um, a Morecambe light version mm-hmm. the game probably had potential to turn a little bit like Morecambe when Cheltenham were going for it a bit and, and started to get on top a little bit but North End in the end were just probably a little bit too good. Yeah, in the first half, they got 2-0 up, didn't they? 2-0 at half-time. And if you said then the game would finish 4-1, it would probably be, yeah, I could, yeah. I could see a really comfortable, at half-time, I could see a really comfortable scoreline like that. Yep. As it was, it didn't quite turn out like that because I thought for a good 20 minutes in the second half, North End lost away a little bit or uh, Cheltenham worked their way back into it. Probably a bit of both. Scored with a really good goal to bring it back to 2-1. And it was a bit... I don't know. There wasn't too many threats at 2-1. But he had enough of the ball. He could just see the play becoming a little bit ragged, a little Mm. bit anxious. And we've seen that before at Deepdale. Mm. Teams have done that before. And, you know, a a lead can can get eroded. But as it was, no offence of... Last ten minutes, got him, well, last probably quarter of an hour, got themselves going again. Yeah, and they scored two, two, two in the last seven minutes. They so, were kind of getting yeah. better territory, weren't they? Oh, yeah. them and, and not creating necessarily proper chances, but getting a few half chances, and you feel like it could maybe develop. I mean, yeah. fair play to Calvasal at some some goal. Like, I couldn't believe some volley. How it was a great finish, and I thought he made such a difference when he came yeah, on. Yeah, I do. Um, Someone said he scored the best goal of the night, but with him being an ex-Blackpool striker, I've downgraded it below Reese's. So, yeah, you know, I, make, I make absolutely no apologies yeah. for doing former that. Former Fleetwood, nice guy when I spoke to him. Yeah, right? yeah but, I'm sure he's a nice he guy. He is also former Blackpool, yeah, so it's not yeah, happening. Yeah, it it's doesn't just matter. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I thought he made a hell of a difference when he came on. Now, I don't know if he's been playing regularly for Cheltenham this season or not, or, mm. but he looked better than what, what they'd had in the first half, certainly. Yeah. But cr- going back chronologically... Um, no offence, two two defenders score the first two goals. Andrew Hughes, textbook header from a corner. Lovely in-swinger from Ben Whiteman. And it's yep. a case of getting up six yards out. He puts some power on that header yeah, as well. he gets high, doesn't he? When yeah, he, he sticks up three Hughes. Yeah. And sort of guided his header. He wasn't guided, he put some real power on mm. the across the keeper, 1-0. Then Joe Rafferty scored. Uh, good cross from Cunningham. 
and he sort really of ran, he, he ran in to meet it, just cushioned it towards goal. Yeah. Now it hit their number four. Mm, I've on, not seen it back. I have. I have. Right. At the time, I, I was. Said, I really wasn't sure. You have to give it Rafferty. I was there. You have to give it Rafferty. If you don't yeah. give it Rafferty, you're horrible. <laughs> and, like, and I wasn't sure. <laughs> Graham Atkinson, the ex North End player, does this up to stats in front of us. Yeah. He would say, "Oh, definitely Rafferty," but then. He said the people who he sends the stats through to, they were having a debate back in the office yeah, about what to do it for stats point of views and betting and things like that. Anyway, uh, it's still down as Rafferty, but having watched it, I'm just wonder. I've seen the replay, just wondering if it was going a little bit wide right. and it needed that touch. But yeah, yeah. I've got to give it Rafferty because yeah. I thought for a lad who's not being involved, being included in the 25 man squad for the league games, mm. and he's been out in the cold. I think he's been. I thought he was excellent yeah. on Tuesday. Um, you could say, yeah, it was against League One opponents, but you play against what you put up against. Yeah. And I think he did a, an excellent job in that right wing back slot. And it was nice to see him score, you know. And yeah. uh, and I've gone about Hughes as well, who got the first one. I think he's with Jordan's story, he's played every minute of this you know, these uh, games this season. And I'd expect him to until he yeah. gets injured, I think, yeah. at this rate. And, uh, well, I hope he doesn't get injured. Well, I, yeah. I, and Hughes is a bit of a, um, not a favourite, of a fan's favourite. He's not tagged like that. But I think people do realise what he gives to North mm. End. He got a little bit of criticism along with other players at the start of the season. He was part of the defence, which was shipping goals. But, I just think that left-sided centre-half role suits him so well. And I thought, last few games he's played really well with his defensive work and his distribution. You know, I think he's... he's he marries really, the yeah. two roles really well, doesn't yeah. he? Because he's aggressive as a centre-half, like you would be as a full-back to step out and, and block balls coming in. Mm-hmm. He's progressive enough on the ball that he can carry it forward a little bit and, and play the balls forward. Mm-hmm. But he's tall and he's always been good in the air, so he's good at, at the centre-half side of it as yeah. well. It just seems to kind of be a, a really sort of perfect role for him on that yeah. left side. Because in in the three-five-two formation now, where uh, they really are getting the wing-backs high now, mm. I think that... The criticism from the whole game on the opening day was how far back the wing-backs got pinned back. Mm. So I think there's really been a sea change at North End to make sure those wing-backs push up. Yeah. Hughes as a wing-back wouldn't work. No. And an attacking wing-back in my yeah. eyes. So I think that defensive role is perfect for him. But it was his first goal since February 2019. So mm. not bad. Rafferty's first goal since August 2019. So was that the Swansea. deflected one no, that step was forward from left back? Yeah, it was at Swansea that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it got deflected. It just oh, it went, just crept in. Like from distance, post. that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So, uh, yeah, so 2 0 up at half time. Um, Cheltenham got the goal back, what, 10 minutes into the second yeah. half. But then, as I say, North End found another gear eventually. Mm. Maguire, I thought Sean Maguire got the third goal, came on the sub-early doors. I thought so he was excellent. satisfying, wasn't it? Yeah. To finally see him score, because he's yeah. played so well, he's tried so hard. Yeah. As a striker as well, you know he will care about goals. The only thing yeah. he'd been lacking was a goal, and yeah. finally. Nice shot across the keeper from a yeah. sort of, you know, corner of the six-yard side of the six-yard box. And then Emil Reese's goal in stoppage time. <laughs> I, think he, he, I think it was cutting him throw in. He took it on his chest. He spun around the defender. Mm. Sort of turned back on himself a couple of times, went past a couple of defenders, cutting in field, and then his finish was excellent. Mm. Sort of uh, low and hard from the edge of the box, back across the keeper. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, four goals in this competition this season mm. for Reece scored in each round. So, which uh, is more than he scored 
throughout the whole of yeah. last season. Yeah, seven, seven this season. Yeah, you think about it, he's missed one or two chances. He could have had. Yeah, could be in double figures double by figures, Mills. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. But we said we said it before. That's something you've got to come to expect from Emil yeah. Reese. He's what, not the finished yeah. article. Watching him on on Tuesday, I think I use a phrase. Sometimes I think he's his legs are working a bit before his brain at times. Yeah. You know, like he's, he's so willing and he's getting there, but sometimes he's the two aren't quite catching up with each other. But um, no, it was you know if. Uh, We've talked about Reese being a confidence player, and if he's scoring goals like that, he's obviously got a bit of confidence in the bag at the moment. Yeah, so. and it was mentioned post match as well, though. Um, Frankie McAvoy made seven changes last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, but they didn't look like players that have been out of it. They didn't look no. like. I mean, you think about someone like Ali McCann, who's new to it. Connor Wickham. We'll come on to Connor Wickham and Liam Lindsay in a little bit. Um, Connor Wickham was was new to it. Rafferty, who's <laughs> only played in the Carabao Cup, for example. Yeah. There was a handful of players in there that could have easily been out of Nick mm-hmm. and they yeah. weren't. Yeah, because sometimes you see that, don't you? You think, mm. oh, we've got a really strong squad. We'll make 10 changes. The players come in. You look at them and thought, yeah, good first team player, good first team player. Mm. But because of not played as a sort of side, yeah. they're just all over the place, aren't they knitted? But I thought they knitted together pretty well last night. Yeah. Um, so kept, you know, obviously four starters from, from the weekend. Two centre halves, or two wide centre halves, scoring yep. Hughes, Whiteman, Whiteman and Reese. So there's a core there, isn't there, really? Yeah. And then you're almost fitting others around it. So to have that little core, I think. And you're able to give a couple the night off as well. Yeah, yeah. DJ Ledson. Yeah, got the night off. Yeah. yeah. Bauer, because Pat Bauer, Bauer, yeah. Patrick Bauer broke his nose against, uh, or had it broken for him, <laughs> against, yeah. um, against West Bromwich. He might yeah. be Batman at the weekend. Yeah, his sort of nose came into contact with Jordan Hugill's elbow. Let's yeah. put it that way. And of course, it wasn't a booking. No, no. It wasn't a swing of an elbow from Hugill, just going back to it. It's more dangerous. It was enough. there. Yeah, yeah why did why does he have it? I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sat here recording. We're not videoing it, and I'm making. <laughs> yeah. I'm sort of elbow up. in the air. I'm, I'm elbow in the air here, Tom. So I probably look stupid if anyone could see us now. But he, <laughs> um, I'm I'm trying to put into words how I'm moving my elbow at the moment. But he he had his elbow there at an angle mm. where you would expect your opposition defender's head to be. At yeah, point, as a big yeah. forward who yeah. chucks his weight around, he knows what he's he doing. Did, and yeah. for me, it's probably dangerous enough, especially in the modern game and all that. It's one where if it's given red, even mm-hmm. you probably can't complain. No, no, it was certainly I thought a, a yellow. Now mm. the ref couldn't say, "Oh, it's too early in the game to book," because yeah. he'd already, he'd already booked. Step after he'd booked Seth Van der Berg for a, for a foul, which was a, it yeah. was a foul. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't a sort of dangerous challenge or anything. Yeah. It was just a you know clipped yeah. him. You know, yeah, like, and and all oh, right. We didn't actually say anything about the ref and I need to get something off my chest with it because he was so awful. Mm. But there was one in the second half as well where uh, Connor Wickham is pulled down so blatantly obvious. The linesman's flagging for about 20 seconds and the referee still doesn't see it. Finally gives it and books him because at least the linesman's doing his job. I know EFL officials are bad. He was like some next level. He was like like a grade above. Like, he w- he was awful, yeah. and I don't really like going in on no. referees. But some of the officials have been poor. Some yeah. special. You do get some, you know, some you know EFL officials aren't the greatest. To be fair, yeah. I thought Tuesdays was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against Cheltenham, I thought booked three or four players, but I thought no, he was spot on. But Saturdays was like, Ooh. yeah, no, not a good one. Yeah, not a yeah. good one. And there's a couple of sort of debatable decisions uh, on Tuesday about. We'll uh, we'll come on to it now with. Um, 
Uh, Liam Lindsay and there was one on Sean Maguire as yeah. well, I think it was. But mm. having heard, I, again, I haven't watched highlights back, but having heard from someone who had, mm. both of them were yellows. Yeah. Although at the time, from the side and reaction of the fans, it could easily be drawn into yeah. doing something worse. But fair play, he's got, he's got those rights. But um, the first one, as I alluded to there, was a tackle on Liam Lindsay mm. um, that was late, uh, given a booking. Yeah. But the defender couldn't continue in the end. No, he couldn't. No, was it, was it Dylan Barker's? Is that the yeah. Cheltenham lad? Oh, definitely Barker's. I'm not sure he's first. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a strange one, wasn't it? It was Lindsay was clearing the ball, mm. and like he, he got there he was late. The midfielder, but he, he went kind in of a late. Heavy sort of touch, weren't it? And yeah. defender cleaned it out. Yeah. Now the Cheltenham manager Michael Duff felt it was actually Lindsay had slipped a little bit, and he felt it might have gone the other way mm. foul wise you know and being awarded the Chelsea thought it might have been a foul on his man so it was quite an interesting one I don't think it was but in Lindsay had a bit of treatment continued for three or four minutes but mm. then he'd gone off and it you know it, the way Frankie McAvoy was speaking afterwards it sounds like they fear some kind of ligament damage in his knee Maybe not a cruciate or anything, but you know, your medial ligament might have got a bit of a strain there. His, so. his first response is, "It's really not good." Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't. It wasn't that. Oh, we'll see how it goes. No. It's not looking. He, he kind of knew. Yeah. We probably maybe might not see him till next year or something yeah, like that. Perhaps yeah. would. Or, or certainly a few weeks. You would have thought. You yeah. know, if not a bit longer. So um, that's a blow because he's. You know, I know. Again, he's not first choice at the moment, Lindsay. But he's. He's in a group of, you know, when you play three centre-halves, you need plenty of backup, and he's one of them at the moment. Mm. So that's one less backup. And then, obviously, you've lost as well. Connor Wickham came off. What I think he came off in the seventh minute, but he'd been hobbling around and then having treatment for a couple of minutes. So yeah. five minutes into his full debut, if that, and, you know, he's, he's pulled up. Hamstring, yeah. hamstring injury, McAvoy confirmed after the game. Again, a, weird, a, a strange one. You know, you think of someone doing the hamstring, sprinting down the wing, and, you know, he suddenly clutch you back in the leg like you've been hit like, by a sniper. Don't yeah, you? But yeah. what it was, it was, as he went to kick a ball, I think someone challenged him from behind, and his leg was extended, and I think... Yeah, it was jarred and then yeah. hyperextended or yeah, something. Yeah, forced the ham- the you know, the, the leg was quite still, and it sort of caused the hamstring to pull, you know, so... Yeah. Again, ham- I don't know how serious hamstring, you know, how hamstrings are. Because they could go anywhere between yeah. a week and yeah. you've a just, couple of months. You've just seen a Peterborough player ruled out for the next four or five months, Jack yeah. Marriott, with a hamstring. But that's more coming off the bone yeah. and the tendons and things like yeah. that. Yeah, and Sean Maguire had something similar, yeah. didn't yeah. he? But if, it, if it's a hamstring pull or a, 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 a tear strain or, or whatever, yeah. you're looking at a minimum of a month, aren't you? Yeah, really? if, it's a, if yeah. it's a tear or something like that, certainly, Depends yeah. Depends on grading, you know, but... You know, you're looking, you've got an international break coming up soon. Mm. So that's two weeks of a sort of any potential sort of um, absence. So his Wickham, you know, Wickham's might not be quite as long as maybe Lindsay's might be. I don't know. But yeah. one thing, but the, the thing is, obviously, Wickham's not played competitive football for so long. Yes, Tuesday night was his first competitive start in the first team yeah. since July 2020 when he was on loan at Chef Wednesday. He's been training at North End for a month before he got his contract to sort of build his fitness up. He's a big lad. He's obviously takes him a while to get into full sharpness. He'd done all right as a sort of 20, 25-minute sub against West Brom. And mm. then to start him, 
it was like this was a chance to probably get an hour under his belt, you would have thought, probably yeah. in an yeah. hour, 70 minutes, something like that, then probably bring Maguire on towards the end. Yeah. Or even like yeah. Rodwell Grant. Yeah, yeah. Potentially. That, that, that would have been the grand plan, you would have yeah. thought. But obviously, it's gone badly. And uh, so, you know, so while you might get Wickham back in a few weeks, depending on the extent of the injury, mm. then he's got to start that sort of match sharpness process again on yeah. top. And that's his, the big of thing. his normal recovery. If you've been playing regular football and you get an injury, yeah, it's frustrating. But you do your rehab, you get back. And you don't need to build yourself no, up as such, you, do you? You, you yeah. know, you, you match sharpness tends to come in a game or two, doesn't it? Mm. But um, he might have a bit more of a struggle on his hand. And he's, yeah. he's, you know, the, the the talk afterwards, well, when it happened was, well, he's got a bad injury record, giving him a contract. Was it worth the risk? I suppose... If it been to the end of the season contract, you mm-hmm. might be thinking, "Oh, blinking out," you know. But I suppose a, a sh- it's, it's a shorter contract they could have almost given him till January, isn't it? Mm. So, um, but that's not write him off completely. It might no. not be the most. It might be he gets back a bit sooner and he gets a chance to play his part again. But mm. he's certainly got a bit of work to do now, hasn't he? Where is that going to leave Pierney on the squad registration front? I exactly. think. Mm-hmm. If Ola Sunday is close yeah. and it, it, he it looks like he is getting yeah. there, yeah. you could almost have him on the bench and you've got an option of moving step inside or, or things yeah. like you. There's ways around it without having to commit the extra man, yeah. whether it's Hunterton yeah. or Rafferty. Yeah, yeah. There's one place left, isn't there? Yeah. Wickham, you can't take injured players out of the squad unless it's so long term. And I think that's with negotiation with the EFL. So yeah. let's assume. The normal run of the mill injuries, you know, even if we're looking at weeks or a couple of months or whatever, you're not going to be able to take them out of the squad for argument's yep. sake. So, leaves you with one place. Um, you'd think at the moment, as you say, on the on the wing back, if you you know, for do you put Rafferty in there on the basis of the area had a good game and he's obviously been training well, but well versed there. Set's been playing well there. All of Sunday might be close. Alan Brown could go in there. Tom Barkays when he's fit could go in there. Even shuffle a centre half there if you're really desperate. But in terms of a centre half, it might be worth Hunt's the old warhorse coming back into it. I That's think. His, this is his usual routine, isn't it? Yeah, he goes goes Gets missing. Off, yeah, he yeah, goes missing for the first few months and yeah. then comes right back into the fold and is uh, irreplaceable. Yeah. Had, for a bit, had a bit of a, a fit, bit. you know, missed a lot of pre-season with a fitness issue, a sort of health yeah. issue. He's back now. He's been training apparently full time for about three or four weeks now. He played in the reserve game the other week, did 90 minutes in that. Yep. So I've seen him yeah. doing warm-downs yeah, after yeah. games at Deepdale. He's Deep fit and available. I'm just thinking with what cover's needed, you, you've got the current three centre-halves, which is Bauer, uh, Story. Story and Hughes. And then, now, if, if you take Lindsay out of it, yeah, you can, you, you could move Sepp in there, but if Sepp's doing well at right-back, do you really yep. want to sort of Same with Josh Earl. Same with Josh Earl, who could play there. Or Cunningham, Cunningham. Or could yeah. play there again, but again, it's we, we could, we're moving yeah, people yeah, around. Yeah. You've got Hunts, who's a centre-half. Yeah. He was put on this planet <laughs> to play as a centre-half. Put on the planet to be the centre might, of yeah, a three and yeah, breeze block he, everything. He, he might not be the quickest now. He might be a bit, you know, getting yeah. getting older, as we all are. <laughs> but he still brings that wealth of experience. Yeah. He's played more than 300 games for North End. Yeah. You know, so if it was a belt and braces approach, for me, you cover it with a centre-half. You know, with a, if you're going to fill that 25th slot, mm. do it with a centre-half. It doesn't need to be done straight away. Centre-halves are tougher to replace than full-backs. Yeah, yeah. 
And it's, you know, you get players, I think, can adapt out to play a fullback as a push. Yeah. You know, so, uh, so it'll be interesting. But I, I just think an, another centre-half body would be more sensible. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but, but as I say, it doesn't need to be done now. They could probably wait a couple more, you know, unless you lost another centre-half this weekend yeah. or the weekend after. I've been there before. <laughs> yeah, you could probably have a look at it. You've got three more games before the international mm. break. Could probably have a look at it over there, weigh it up, and you know you're already further down the line into October then before you have to make that decision. The injuries are building up though a little bit, yeah. aren't they? With, yeah. with Chad Evans still not, not well, mm. seemingly not available for selection yet. Matt yeah, Sunday still isn't. Barkayson still working his Scott way Sinclair, back after yeah. COVID. Yeah. Scott Sinclair similar. Um, now Liam Lindsay's out. Mm. Connor Wickham's out. Yeah, that's not accounting for little niggles that will be yeah. picked up here and there. Ledson missed a game not too long ago with something similar. He just picked up a little bit of a knock, I think. Mm-hmm. And and that happens. Yeah. But there's the starting, what's that, about half a dozen that yeah. are unavailable? But then you've got that other, you've got that shadow squad of the under-21s who can come yeah. in and play. There's no defender in there, is there really, in that group. But, you know, mm. you've got Lewis Colton, haven't you, as a younger lad, but... That younger group of players like Rodwell, Grant, etc., tends to be more at the other end of the field, doesn't in it? In true so, Pianini yeah. style, those yeah. waiting in the wings are all centre midfielders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Baxter all, all O'Reilly, yeah. um, Lewis Lee. Yeah, and then you've got, you know, strikers and wingers, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. So, no, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting one, but um, I think they can still take the time on it. They don't need to name that 25th man just yet. So. They may be without people for a little bit, but yeah. they can rely on the services of Jordan Story and Andrew Hughes. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Andrew Hughes, Brad Potts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a great segue that was. Yeah. Anyway, Jordan Story and uh, Brad Potts sign new contracts. contracts there yeah. we go. Have well, that. Both on Monday. Yeah. Uh, Jordan stories came first, then Brad Potts. Yeah, spoke to him at Preston. Probably we? different reactions from the fan base to each one. Story, popular figure, he's done really well. So that's 29, I did the stat before last before Tuesday night's game. He'd, when he signed his contract, he'd done every minute of the last 28 games, and it's now every minute of the last 29, which mm-hmm. is pretty good going, isn't it? So. Definitely. 12th of February he came back into Especially the team. someone who's been in and out as much yeah. as he has. Yeah, yeah. His, his, his North End career has been sort of little sort of peaks and troughs, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah, run of games, then you don't see him. Like, he came in for the 2-1 win at Rovers in uh, mm-hmm. February. That was his first game for more than a month since he played in that cup game at Wickham when the whole team was dreadful. Yeah. And he, he, he was one of them who, you know, got dropped after that. So he had a month out of it. That game sent Josh yeah. Earl out on loan. Yeah, That's how bad that team yeah. was that day. You know, and uh, <laughs> probably finished uh, Stockley as well. At North yeah, End. yeah, yeah. But, you know, what I'm trying to emphasise is that he had a month out of it. It's not as if yeah. he was on the bench or like just coming in or out or whatever. A month out of it, came in against Rovers and he just kept his place ever since mm. and... I think playing... He actually, the Rovers game was when Alex Neal played a 3-5-2 that yep. night. And then did it at yeah. Watford, did he not? Yeah, and he just seems to suit. He, he, I think Story's quite at home in that, sort yeah. of right-hand side of a back three. So uh, I think I think um, with, with Frankie McAvoy favouring this system, I think it's just suited Story down to the ground. And we, we expected, when they started talking about new... You know, the players who were now in the last year of the sort of contracts, who might be in the first batch to get one. You'd expect Story to have been in that first batch, wouldn't you? Yeah. You expect, you know, Barkays and Bauer, Bauer and Hughes now, I would have thought to be in that. And then they followed that up with Brad Potts, who was probably maybe not in our thinking of that first group, but what's on but, the club's mind is probably here's a player they brought for one and a half million. Mm-hmm. 
which was a big fee for North End. It's probably a short yeah. conversation as well. Yeah. Um, would they want to lose him, risk losing him for nothing at the end of the season when, if you get him on a contract, even if even if he doesn't become a regular again and someone comes in and bids for him at some point, they could, even if we're getting two, three hundred grand for him or something, yeah. they are going to get a little bit of money back rather than losing him fully. So, in some ways, I can see is protecting his value a mm. little bit from North Bend, North End's point of view. But also, McAvoy does seem to like him. I know he divides <laughs> opinions as a player, but he uses him a lot. Yeah. He's always in that squad. Whether, you know, more substitutes this season than, than starting roles. But he'll give you energy. He'll give you legs. I'm not keen on him playing up front no. when they've put him there. Uh, I've, got, I've got to admit, but I thought Tuesday night against Cheltenham, playing as a sort of advanced midfielder, he did yeah. well. He linked it up, took yeah, the ball in, lays it out to the wing backs. Yeah, you yeah. know, he did his role, kept the ball moving, didn't he? Yeah, he's yeah. not the same type as DJ, who's going to no. get it turned and try and play the pass himself. But he just kind of brings others into it, which yeah. you can't, you can't knock. And as I mentioned before. It was probably a shorter conversation for PNE with mm. Jordan's story. They'll have had to give him some sort of reassurances. Yeah. You know, you're in the team. We want, you know, he's 24, mm-hmm. signed a, a fairly long term contract. You know, you've got a future here at PNE. We've got things in mind for you. Whereas Brad Potts, who's not currently involved as much at the moment, probably has fewer options anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And PNE could probably just get it. So, look, yeah, more of the same. Yeah. Give you a couple of years, stay around here. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, 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 pretty settled so it's probably an easier one it's it's another one where they're not creating a rod for own back by letting another player go on free and all that sort of stuff so Mm -hmm. it's probably just one to to tidy up and then Mm -hmm. the more difficult ones maybe stories was Mm -hmm. um although it didn't seem to the way he was talking but it's one of those where it could have provided complications then you focus on to the next one whether it's bauer hughes or whatever the, the more first team players where you've got the sort of supplementary one around it that brad potts might have been you're more thinking with story out the two, potentially you're going to have more clubs interested yeah. in him. I'm not saying there was anyone putting bids in or knocking on the door at this stage. Yeah. But further down the line, if you got till Christmas, if you got until this mm. Christmas and New Year with story into the last five or six Having months. Having played the last contract, 35 games, yeah, you know. In a championship side, someone's going to look at 24. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's, too, as you say, it's it's a three-year extension. It's ineffective a three-and-a-half-year contract, isn't yeah. it? Because, well, it's a bit more than that because... It's the remainder of this year, remember, three, three on top. More. He signed a four-year when he signed. North End don't give out too many four-year contracts. Mm. They tend to do it for the younger ones. McCann got a four-year, four didn't he? Harrop. Story, I think. Harrop, did Harrop get a four or a three when he signed? But certainly, yeah, he might have got a four, yeah, but it, t- it tends to be that younger. Did yeah, yeah. Bailey's got a four as well? Yeah, might have done, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I suppose at that age, signing players at 19, 20, 21, you're going to be... It's worth getting them on a slightly, you know, a year longer than yeah, some of the others. Because maybe. they're not going to be earning stacks anyway, no, so you no, might as well. Yeah, so 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 North End have obviously put the faith in story because yeah. that, they are too effectively. That's a, a, a sort of seven and a half year contract, isn't it? Since yeah. you know, if he, if yeah. he does see to the end of this one, mm. that's going to be seven years there. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's I said. I mean, sort of. I, I had that in mind when I was talking to him at press, and I kind of said, you know, the club will back players mm. if you want to stay here. And you look at him, who so he could potentially have been here seven years. Mm. DJ is going to be reaching a similar sort of milestone. Brown, Cunningham, uh, Cunningham in total have been here, what, about five or six years and says it's home. Mm. Um, Hunter's been here 10 years. Galley was here, something similar before he retired. It, 
if people want to stick around and, and do enough for the team, yeah. North End will have them. Yeah, there are certain players, haven't they, who've managed yeah. to stick around and sort of make it home. You know, some some players are like that. Some prefer to move around every two or three years and yeah. do the careers that way. Some prefer once they're settled. They might not make quite the money you mm. can do by always moving, moving around. around. But, bonuses. You know, but, you know... North End are happy to do that, yeah, aren't they? Yeah. 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 yeah, they're not ones that want a big turnover of, of no. players, really, if they can help it. We've had that turnover, you know, like, the mm. big turnover in January didn't work, yeah. did it, for example, you know, so... Uh, yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a bit... Yeah, it's, it's striking that balance. You know, you're not going to get a squad full of lads who want to stay yeah. forevermore, but, you know, you will get some yeah. who do. They, they've no, They've no sort of... Loyalty is probably the wrong word, but they they don't they don't love Preston North End. They're not they didn't grow up as a Preston. Everyone here watching yeah. and all this sort of stuff. We're yeah. like, why would you ever want to leave that's North End? The, that's the thing but with football, isn't it's it? It's work, isn't it? Yeah, it's work for them. You know, we we, we do we do fall in love with they've players, got a don't we? Career. You know, yeah, yeah. They've got that short term thing to make the career, and you, sometimes you do have to accept that you will have to move around to, yeah. you know, to to get the best out of it. So next on the agenda. Birmingham City, yeah, away on Saturday, St yeah, Andrews. Yeah, don't so, go, don't go by car. No, it's, well, they were saying the, the the M6 about Junction Ten, is it? They're sort of repairing a bridge or something, so you got to come off the motorway, round the roundabout, and straight back on it. So yeah. that that should be fun for so anyone listening. Four lanes going into one, get the train. planning to drive. Yeah, go and buy a train ticket. Yeah, yeah. So you might, you'll see me on there, <laughs> yeah. but not you, Tom. The, the Dave said. Yeah, but you're not there, are you, Tom, no. this weekend? No, no, you're skiving this weekend. Yeah, I'm in, so I'm in Blackpool I'm, of all yeah. places. Oh my God, well, yeah. hope you've been double jab, mate. So, <laughs> uh, yeah. so um, yeah, so yeah, I'm on my lonesome this weekend. But yeah, yeah St Andrews, um, mid-table Birmingham. So yeah. they've, they've had a, they've, they've, they've played had some results, haven't they? Yeah, played yeah. a one-three, drawn two, yeah. uh, lost three. Yeah. Uh, scored 10 conceded 10 so yeah. they are probably about as mid-table as it gets similar to North End really so, yeah, uh, yeah North End I think North End are on this unbeaten run now and mm. the only thing is in the league you, there's two wins in the league and we're on run of three draws now I think yeah. it's time they, they need to add a win into the equation mm. now I think it's a good say. opportunity as well it's yeah. not like the because I mean obviously West Brom, Sheffield United. You don't go into those expecting a win, or you know, come out with a draw against mm-hmm. Birmingham, and it's probably going to start to grate a little yeah, bit. It's, yeah, it, you'll take a draw against West Brom and Sheffield United mm-hmm. every week, no matter what sort of form they're in, yeah. because the players on the day could do anything. The quality that they've got, Birmingham City is slightly different. They're not objectively the plays aren't as good although they've been doing obviously a little bit better than Sheffield United have this season mm-hmm. but it's these sort of games and try not to be a, a team's like Preston sort of thing but yeah. these are the sort of games that you'd like to see them win yeah get a game against teams around them in mid-table mm. let's, let's look at it North End are looking like you know they are about around the mid-table side I'd say yeah. at the moment and probably Birmingham are uh, have themselves in a similar bracket not that you were, you're not aiming higher mm. But you know, in, in reality, at times. So, but this is yeah, this is a sort of one you need to go and win if possible. They've got um, not a bad record down there recently. Mm. One last season with Scott Sinclair scoring that was Hunter's three hundred for Paris. Was that Malumbi? Yeah, setting Malumbi, it up. Yeah. yeah, then they won the year before with Sean Maguire scoring, mm. sort of um, one off the post. So yeah, if they went down there and came back with three points, yeah, I think it would make those three draws they've had look. You know, really, really yeah. good positive results. If you got another draw or a, a defeat, it's sort of, 
you're mm. thinking, ooh, you know. Starting like, to slow down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not, you know, like 17th in the league table at the moment. It's mm. very early doors for worrying yeah. about league tables. But it's also but congested. Preferably, yeah, but preferably you want to be that little bit higher up. Yeah, a, a win could potentially take North End up to ninth. Yeah. So that's, that's a hell of a lot of places to yeah. kind of jump. It's so congested in that middle sort of area. There's so many teams on between like 12 and say eight points that's um eighth down to 20th yeah Mm -hmm. against some some strange people near Mm -hmm. the coast but um the uh i still get flashbacks from declan rudd dropping one between his legs yeah at uh, birmingham Birmingham, yeah Yeah, feel so sorry for him yeah yeah because he was getting a bit of stick at the time and it's still a bit of a minara in weather who's going to be first choice and maxwell wasn't it at the time yeah but no let's yeah let's not dwell on that one i think that was the last time they got beat down there i think it was um but birmingham have got some decent players in there though obviously that troy deeney generally sort of takes the headlines yeah um come back home hasn't he to the yeah. West Midlands. yeah they, they've they've lost their uh the last two though birmingham mm-hmm. so they're not exactly completely at it although they won um uh they won against derby before that mm-hmm. um they've 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 got enough to to cause problems i mean jukovic and dini mm-hmm. you're gonna have to be on your toes against Powerful. those Ooh, yeah jukovic is always sort of Strike of course problems, isn't yeah. He, you know, and like, you know, D- Deeney's got the know-how, hasn't he? That experience, yeah. be, you know, maybe may slowing down a little bit. But I think, I think, I think he was a really good signing. Yeah, Scott Hogan knows where the knows where the net is. Heath Chong's playing really well at Birmingham at the moment. Mm-hmm. He's getting a lot of plaudits. He's on loan from Man, Man United. United yeah, yeah, Ryan Woods in midfield has you know mm. moved around a bit, and has, yeah. people have played paid some. Pretty yeah. good money for him, and uh, I remember I, him playing for Shrewsbury against North, End, mm. you know, against North End, and you know he, he's one that stood out probably because he was ginger, <laughs> you know. But he's a flame-haired midfielder, and he I remember him playing really well for for Shrewsbury, and then he went yeah. he, he went to Brentford, didn't he? Brentford then Stoke, Ben Stoke, yeah, just maybe you know. So was he, Millwall, was he Millwall on loan? Yeah. Was he alone at Millwall? No, yeah. I, um, yeah, it, yeah. Or was it alone at Stoke or whatever? No, but whatever. He's, he's yeah. been there, so he's been around the championship for quite a while, hasn't he? Yeah, you know, and, yeah. Uh, and I didn't realise that Chucks and Ek's there. Yeah, yeah. He went on free transfer yeah. from um, from Charlton. Yeah, so former North Ender. Yeah, came. Yeah, loan in one of the great racist first of times. Season, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then shortly after, uh, we'll touch on it. Stoke City. Stoke City next Tuesday good, at home, yeah. Good team. Yeah, good yeah. Team. I, I, think, I had them in the playoffs, I yeah, think. Yeah, in my prediction, I think they bought well over the summer. And yeah. I just think they're one of the few clubs with a bit of dough to spend, haven't they? And, yeah. Uh, no, I, think, I think they've done all right. You, you've always looked at Stoke at one of those clubs you expect to get going and they never really have, but they, they do seem to have... Uh, D- doing a bit better this season, did he? So beat I think uh, tough one. beat yeah. Watford in the cup in midweek as yeah. well, which um, mm. they had a bit. I mean, <sighs> Watford rotated obviously because they're only really bothered about the the Premier League, mm. but it's still gonna keep you ticking over that, isn't it? To beat beat yeah. a Premier League side. Then after that, QPR, which will be a tough one as well. You know, yeah. so as I say, this, Bir- this Birmingham game, I think, is you know. About, you know, want to certainly mm. try and take three points from. Yeah, yeah. I really like it. that sign of Romain Sawyer's at Stoke. Like, yeah. As if they let him go. I know, I know. He's some player. And they've spent like five and a half million on Surridge and all that sort of, you know. Yeah. They, I think it'd be a, a really good test these next two because Birmingham have, have been doing all right. Some people still fancy them to be, you know, have a good season. Mm-hmm. Bowie doing a good job. O'Neill doing a good job at, at Stoke. Mm. If they can come out of these again unbeaten but with a win in there somewhere mm-hmm. 
really sets them up going into QPR and then you try and finish off strong for the international break, don't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. So that's coming round quick again, isn't it? Yeah. So it's yeah. five minutes since we started. It's only could, not even two weeks since we started at Bristol City. Yeah, I think I could uh, I think I could do without it to be honest though. Yeah. No one likes international no, breaks. No, the boring now. Like, at least the last into the last the September break, at least you had a transfer window at the yeah. very start of it, which gave us like yeah. plenty to write about, you know, but uh I've got the fact these two these want these the October one and the November international breaks tend to drag a little yeah. bit. There's not a lot happening. So yeah, team wise for uh, Saturday, are you expecting mm. seven changes? Well, I'd change. You're going to change. You know, you're going to put Everson back in. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to put Bauer back in the middle. Mm-hmm. I would have thought um, Earl again. You're going to put him back in. Mm-hmm. Sep, who came on the sub, you're going to put him back in. Maguire came back in after seven minutes yeah. on a, rather than have his feet up for about 70 he, was, uh, he had to put in a bit of a shift So, are you going to leave out Ledson DJ no, no. no. so it may well just be seven changes again it might just be reverting or do you, you know do you, I, I thought Ali McCann was very good on Tuesday mm. is this a game for him to come in you know Whiteman played didn't he he had a long run but do you almost punish Whiteman by taking him out for, for playing in the Carabao Cup you yeah. know so um, Especially when you've got what only a couple more games and you got the international yeah, break, yeah. so you might potentially see a bit of change maybe between Birmingham and Stoke mm-hmm. one Saturday to next Tuesday, and it'll be result yeah. dependent as well, won't it? If yeah. North End go and win three nil against Birmingham, you probably go, yeah. well, just mm-hmm. stick with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if they go and get beat, then you know that's when the changes will come. Yeah, but you know, as you say, if they're not changing the side, it tends to mean you're doing okay. You know, mm. so. Um, Mm. And he's o- he's yeah. he's open to that sort of consistency, yeah. isn't he, yeah. uh, Frankie? Which I think's got a reward. I mean, it seemed to be that if anything started to go wrong, players would drop out previously. But I think they kind of know that they've got that the faith, faith there. Yeah, yeah. 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 They, get, they get given the opportunity and chance. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> with probably the one annoying thing from North End's point of view, Josh Murphy signing. Obviously, he yeah. would have been ideal to play last night, but. Yeah. He's cup tied. He played for Cardiff in previous rounds. Yeah. As did Tom Bayliss going to Wigan on loan. That's why he didn't appear in the Wigan team. You know. So, uh, so you know, Murphy's one of those who comes into contention. You know, if they need a bit of pace up front, probably start on the bench. He comes back as your cover striker on the bench, doesn't he? For example, yeah. you know. So, uh, yeah. No, I can't. I can't see him, McAvoy straying too far away from what he had out last week. Yeah. If it, if it's not broken. No. Don't fit. I mean, the thing is, we've always said it that if you want to bring someone in, yeah. well, who do you drop? Yeah. And I think it's so hard to drop mm. Ledson or Whiteman at the yeah. moment. DJ, there's no one that plays that ten like him. Yeah. Reese and Maguire both have goals from the week now, so you, you, you are, really yeah, you are going to have to tweak the bench in terms of a defender mm. because Lindsay was on the bench for the couple of league games, wasn't he? Yeah. The last couple of league games with Greg Cunningham as the two defenders now. Is this the time where well, I keep oh, well, I was saying before that you've got to they can take the time with the twenty fifth place, but maybe if they want another defender on the bench, is this the time where they've got to decide who they're going to put on? Yeah. Know? So the last do you go do you go to Birmingham with one defender on your bench? <laughs> yeah. You don't away norm- from home. You don't normally make too many defensive subs, though, do you? Mm. So the last bench was Rudd, Cunningham, Lindsay, Brown, McCann, Potts, Murphy. Now you take Lindsay out of that, then. Uh, do you then take Lindsay out? Then you just put Brown as you sort of can cover, yeah, potential defender. Yeah. So there is Cunningham and Brown. You've got McCann, maybe Potts as midfield options. Then Murphy and one, one other, other. Yeah. What, Rodwell Grant. I feel like I'm still missing 
someone. Mm. Well, you're wondering if like but Evans, Evans or Sinclair back, might yeah. be sort of starting to knock on the door now. Yeah, yeah. Or even if out of the blue, all of a sudden he's able to, to yeah. take a place on the bench, then that, yeah. that solves things. Yeah. But mm-hmm. be nice to see him back or yeah. see what he's about because obviously Definitely, there's yeah. still most people still haven't really seen much of him exactly. at all. Yeah, yeah. So, and, um, you know, or one of the young lads, you know, put, mm. oh, Adam O'Reilly was on the bench, wasn't he, on New mm. Sub on, on Tuesday night. So, it's not, I thought he played really well in the reserves. As, as a wing-back. Week. So, yeah. And then in midfield. So, yeah. Mm. We'll see. We'll see. But interesting. Interesting selection. Yeah. 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 Well. Interesting. Just one topic. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned the team earlier in the podcast in passing Derby. 12 points coming off oh, them yeah, for yeah. going into administration. Yeah. So that, I've just that's seen uh, that's I think, that been confirmed now? I think so. I saw so I'm kind of keep my eye on Twitter as we go yeah. through anyway and I mm-hmm. saw something saying that... They will um, be at some point. Yeah, once, you, once you file notice of administration, the points are coming off. Yeah. 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 I was told you don't even need to go into administration before they come off. You know, oh, really? If you, if you file notice, yeah. Yeah. So it's been... Not unexpected, you would have thought. There's always been a lot of stories behind the scenes at Derby sailing close to the wind on mm. financial matters. They've had a decent start to the season, they all actually, things considered. Yeah, yeah. and um, They're just only just behind Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. But, you 12. Know, 12, 12 points. Sheffield Wednesday found six coming off difficult last mm. season, didn't they? And they yeah. pretend, you know, and, and, and didn't survive it. Now, to lose 12 off, there's potentially another nine coming off as well for... Um, financial irregularities, you know, breaching the EFL rules. Mm-hmm. The 12 points is purely for going into administration. Yeah. So it, it could be an old... old and there's, yeah. there's rumours about Reading potentially getting yeah, nine yeah, points for breaking that, financial yeah. fair play and yeah. all this. And mm. and I know it's it's almost been used against, as a stick to beat PNE with recently, the talk of financial fair play and all that sort of stuff. But... I suppose that's what that's what happens you when you, yeah, you, you know. have to juggle. You, you have to be an accountant, aren't you? Yeah, as well, as, well yeah. as a football sort of thing. Yeah, but uh, I think Derby will struggle to find sympathy, though. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. For them. Not, yeah. I mean, the people involved, the the staff, the people at the club oh, that yeah. may lose the job, it's that's absolutely horrendous. terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people working a ticket no office of in own. the office behind the scenes. You yeah. know, you know, they could lose a full time job there. That that's horrendous. And but football creditors carry on being paid don't they you know that that's how it works but yeah there's there's i i I find it strange i did see a little bit of sympathy for for derby you know on social media when this sort of broke on friday night or you know it's tough on derby i didn't see the same sympathy for wigan or berry wigan got completely shafted by their owner in the far east who just pulled his money out um, yeah. And you know, Berry, you know, they've had all the problems. They've had to start again. There's an AFC Berry were playing Garstang the other week. Yeah, you know, so now Dar- Dar- yeah, Derby, the worst thing they're going to, they'll probably end up in League One. It's not a disaster for him, you know. But it, they, the, the the suspicion of the finger has always been pointed when you sail close to the wind. At some point, you're going to get blown off course, aren't you? Yeah, and and that seems to have happened. They had the naming rights to the stadium and. No, the, the 32 red thing and, you know, did they sell the ground to one of their own companies? And it just seemed to be they've got away with quite a lot recently. But I think yeah. there was even an admission that last season, had the books gone in, they would have breached financial fair play. Yeah. So if you're Wickham yeah. sitting here at the moment, you'll be gnashing your teeth going, we should have stayed up. Yeah. 
And at the time it was all coming about, they'd already yeah. lost players to the championship because yeah. they didn't stay up. And exactly, it, yeah. It could yeah. have proved even worse for them to be in the championship that season. Yeah. Um, but Derby in the last few minutes, as we're recording this, have to, uh, announced that they've they've appointed administrators. So that means that, that 12 points 12 is points. just a formality now, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It's going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Um, which will <laughs> will leave them right down at the top bottom of the league yeah. alongside uh, their good friends Nottingham Forest. Forest yeah. Plus yeah. them to minus two, Derby. Yeah. They're all minus, minus two, are they? Yeah, yeah they yeah. will be. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to be fair, if they could have been a lot worse, you know, yeah. if, they'd, if they really struggled early doors, you know, it could have been, yeah. you know, they could have been about minus seven, minus eight by now. It leaves them, leaves them nine points from safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're currently, I mean, they're currently three points ahead of those teams. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. they're already, they've started the season better than them. Yeah. They've got to make up nine points, which... At this stage of the season, mm. it's more than doable. Yeah. More than doable. That's it, quite early. What, what might hurt them is when the administrators go in now, you've got hard-nosed accountants going mm. in to run a club. That's what administrators... Is that an asset? Is their value... Yeah, they don't, they don't give a monkey's chuff about the football. It's not yeah. their job to. They're not thinking about, well, if we can go hold on to him, you know, we might have a good second half of the season. They're looking but, at Tom Lawrence on 20 grand a week and they're going... No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how, how soon... Grand, fine. Yeah. See you how later. soon into January, will it be January the 1st or 2nd, can they get rid of their high earners? You know, yeah. that, 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 that's the way they'll be looking at it. Like, yeah. when you think of Wigan went into administration, it was towards the end of the season, and so mm. they were able to start flogging players off very quickly, but, yeah. like, Derby might be able to do... Administrators might be able to do deals, but players aren't going to be moving until... Yeah, January. You know, it might work in their favour though if they're able to get a new owner in time. It might mean that they're not sold as such straight yeah. away. I think Wigan it was literally a fire sale from day one. Yeah, they lost more I and think, more. Soon. Yeah, with administration though, there's a 28 day window where fans are given the opportunity to buy it. Fans yeah. group. So that that's eating a month away. So. What are we now? End of September. You're yeah, looking at October, November. And then. These takeovers they don't happen quickly, do they? Yeah. You know the proof of funds. You know what people. Especially if Mel don't. Morris is involved. Yeah. Well, to be fair though, it's almost taken out of his hands, isn't it? You mm. know, if they're in administration now, yeah, he has to accept a bit, but it be the place is being run by administrators. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, we've seen with a lot of clubs, you, you hear of potential takeovers which don't happen I think there's been Derby have had two potential yeah. players in the last year or so neither of which have you know turned out and were you know they've not 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 happened you know you hear the phrase the tyre kickers come in mm. have a lot more yeah. Might, yeah might buy it might not and yeah, you know, so. and they they've obviously cited COVID as a as a big reason. Although they were making pretty heavy losses beforehand, before yeah, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, COVID's hit every club, yeah. you know, not not just Derby, and you know it does hit revenue streams. But as you said before that, there was, you know, they, they were spending big, weren't they? Big mm. on wages, big, you know, transfer fees and, and whatnot. Yeah, so. they always have, always mm. have, and they've always had kind of showbiz yeah. managers as well. Recently, yeah. Lampard and and Koku and people yeah. like that won't have come cheap. No, Rooney won't be here cheap. Yeah, you know, and the result, you know, Rooney came as a player, didn't he? Mm. Originally with this thirty-two red sort of sponsorship backing, yeah. you know, which, which didn't go fun. down where. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, they uh, were also sponsored by the same company. Yeah, exactly, exactly. As yeah. were probably half the championship yeah. at the time, weren't yeah. they? It's like every yeah. other week, oh, thirty-two red derby. Yeah, so. No, but it's uh, yeah, be interesting what happens there. Mm. So uh, yeah. yeah, keep keep our eye on that one. Aye, uh, but 
I think that's about it for this I week, Dave. Unless there's anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All I always have today really is uh, keep in touch with us on Twitter at Tom Sandals at said underscore LEP and follow at LEP underscore football for all the uh, PNE stories that go out there uh, every day. Go to lep.co.uk for daily uh, PNE content and, and coverage and buy a Lancashire Post, buy a paper, and uh, there's always something in there too. But all I've left to say, Dave, I think is uh, thank you very much for listening. Yeah, thank you, and we'll uh, we'll uh, be back next week.